0: If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jax star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna and Levine studio.
1: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and
0: ESPN690.com. All right, an update on Fulham. They came back to tie it but could not win, mm. which means it's a draw, and that wasn't good enough. But the one of the other things that had to happen didn't happen either, so they wouldn't have got automatic promotion. Either way, even if they won, they would have been uh, in a four-way playoff for the final spot of promotion. So there's your update on the soccer front. We had some drama today with Fulham right in the middle of it. And uh, we'll see if they can win that playoff. That's how they got in a couple of years ago when they got uh, relegated and then got promoted again. Uh, they they won that four-team playoff. So uh, they've been playing really good. So we'll see if it happens uh, for Shad Khan and Tony Khan's uh, soccer team across the pond. Brett Martin Austin Lane. Not Koos, but instead Scott here all week as Koos is on a little vacation. I would say uh, much deserved, but I mean, come on, let's settle down. Heidi, Heidi, ho campers. <laughs> Good to have you, Scott. Good to have Brad Wilkerson, uh, new JU Baseball assistant, on with us earlier in the show. Uh, and Zubin Mahenti, who will uh, be part of the ESPN lineup in the mornings with Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams. He joined us uh, around 3.30 today. It was good to catch up with him. That will debut on August 17th right here on ESPN 690, part of the new lineup uh, although as part of that new lineup, but we're not going anywhere. And uh, we did get some confirmation today on some exciting news that we will share soon. Uh, not today, but we will share soon. So stay tuned. I'll, I'll start building bolder. the excitement I like it. for that announcement that we will make. Does it involve cardboard cutouts? It does not. That will be another exciting announcement, though, if the Jags let me put my cardboard cutout in Section 203. <laughs> In my season ticket seat, uh, if I don't get a chance to be one of the seventeen thousand, and if they don't allow that, and I'm sending them to Texas to be uh, part of the Texas Rangers ball club, right? Fifty bucks. Texas Doppel Rangers, yeah, the Doppel Rangers. I love that. Fifty bucks a game. Oh no, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right? no, oh, gonna be a game. It's fifty bucks a game. Yeah. Who? I I I, that's about to a while, bro. Can I write off? Can I write that off if I if I'm put an espn 690 shirt on absolutely yeah Uh, without a doubt man that's that's promotion you
1: you can if i'm doing your
0: taxes (laughs) Uh, let's talk some football in a moment i want to update you and give you the latest uh, not only on fulham like i just did but on high school football and high school fall sports Mm -hmm. it came down about an hour ago st john's county columbia county i think others are going to follow suit but there's nothing out of duval and the others right now St. John's County pushed school back three weeks. That happened yesterday. Well, they met today as athletic directors. They pushed the start of the fall practice schedule back from Monday, July 27th to August 17th. So it fell in line. You can't have competition prior to August 31st. There are still a lot of concern. But right now, the games that would have been played, kickoff classic or jamborees, whoever you want to call it, and then week one and week two, gone mm-hmm. uh, for for the teams that had games scheduled. They can make those up later on. They will try to probably make those up later on. But uh, in that sense, I think it would be it's usually like 10 games. So I think it would be like an eight-game season right now for some of the folks down in St. John's County. And they'll lose the first two games uh, in the kickoff classic unless they try to make them up, which they I think we'll have the opportunity to try to do. Another interesting point, uh, one of the athletic directors, uh, as I was you know, trying to find some information, one of their big concerns is what happens a couple of days before the Friday night game when you get to September, and ten kids from the other team or your team for that matter uh test positive you know and and have it. Uh, what is going That That's a real concern. I mean, they don't have the bubble in place like the NBA, uh, even the NFL to some degree. They don't have the massive testing going on, at least as of right now. I think they've been doing a lot of thermometer checks. Kevin Sullivan uh, brought that up uh, yesterday that they've been doing that even during conditioning. So. What's the – how do you get by that, you know, and what do you do if that happens? Now, my guess is, you know what, you just cancel the game. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, if you can't – now, yeah. the reason being is, okay, well, maybe you can survive without 10 kids. Well, some schools only have, like, 35 players on a roster. Yeah. You know, well, that's not – Especially when they're playing both ways, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? That's exactly. that's the way it goes. Like, there You're are asking. just some schools – now, some schools, like Bartram Trail, has 200 kids on a roster. Not, sure. not really, I'm being a little <laughs> dramatic, but yeah. not too dramatic. I mean, they have a huge roster. <laughs> of course. Uh, and other teams don't. Yeah. You know, so it's listen, there's a lot of unanswered questions. I think right now um, I kind of like what they did. I, I like the fact that they pushed it back I and the FHSAA didn't want to rule that. They should have ruled that, in my opinion, just push everybody back at least two weeks. And I think that's what the local folks are going to say. And we see it happen today in St. John's County, see it happen in Columbia County. I think we're going to see it eventually in Duval and Clay and, and others. Um, we haven't yet. Uh, the other thing is it's new out there is Flagler. Uh, and the Peach Belt Conference has said, hey, no fall sports happening until after October 1st. So they've mm-hmm. gone October 1st, Flagler College and everybody in the Peach Belt. So there's more decisions being made on the college level, on the college front in terms of fall sports. Now Flagler doesn't play football, but it, it involves every other fall sport won't get going until October 1st. So uh, every day we're getting more and more news and it, it, it kind of changes. But now we're getting into decision time and the decision has been to delay. That has been the decision for most, whether it comes to school, whether it comes to sports. We'll see if the SEC, ACC, Big 12, college football in general, follow suit. That decision probably coming up uh, in the next week or so.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, that's, uh, that's the big one, right? Because we think of college football, we think of the SEC being king. And obviously we live it. Brent. We're in Jacksonville, Florida Gators, Georgia Bulldogs. We see it every single day. We hear about it every single day. And then to me, Listen from the high school optics, but of course, like you, you can afford to sit two weeks out here, see where everything's at, reevaluate, and go about your business and do what's best for those students, without a doubt. With college football and even the NFL, but more specifically college football right now, to me it's a little different because, like I said, the SEC is king, right? and like i think the last thing the king quote unquote wants to do right now is like show any kind of weakness right like show any kind of oh well now this is this is changing up like should we be nervous about it you know you have to worry about the optics so i'm very curious to see how the sec handles this where it's like hey you guys we're stay calm, we're on schedule here, or do they kind of take the route of everybody else and go, you know what, let's take a couple weeks off and see where it's at. It has. You have to wonder from a college football fan what
0: that does for optics from you if they do choose to delay everything a little bit. I feel like uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, the things that he has said to this point has indicated that they could lean toward a delay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in my opinion. I feel like they've done that. So uh, that's a read. I don't know if that's true. I don't know what they're all thinking. I don't know how much pressure they're going to get. And obviously money makes pressure yeah. uh, in a lot of senses. So uh, we will see. Uh, you have Greg Sankey? Yeah. Okay, uh, let's hear a little bit from uh, Greg Sankey, commissioner of the SEC recently. Next week is a week prior to practice. We will have seen a lot of professional sports activity uh, through the month of July. Uh, NFL training camps are scheduled to begin officially next week. Uh, but we've got rookies reporting, so we've got learning opportunities there. And we've tried to use every one of these experiences as a learning opportunity to help inform our decision-making. And, and the milestone check next week is are we ready to move into that stage of practice? Um, and part of that will be a conversation about what does the season look like? And that's a conversation that's been taking place for weeks. Wow, that is uh, Greg Sankey, SEC Commissioner. Now, keep in mind, too, the one luxury college football has is they really don't play the preseason schedules. They don't have Mm -hmm. to, like, postpone preseason. They just need to find enough time between starting, like, real football practice and getting ramped up for games. And also keep in mind, back in April and May when we asked questions uh, like that, it was said to be six to eight weeks. Now, some... Colleges and and kids have been on campus and they've been conditioning. Does that count? Is that count enough? Is there enough time to ramp up? If you're going conference only, does that eliminate usually that first cupcake game anyway or or maybe the second week where it's a cupcake game? So there are a lot of things in play. But I think the one thing is college football has had a little bit of time on its side. Before that opening week of the season, or even if they lose the opening week, there's still a lot more to be played. Yeah. Uh, and really, that's times on the side still of football in general. If you have to shrink the season to a a, a degree, that's okay. If you have to cancel the season, that's a whole other Trouble. issue. Yeah. So uh, I think what, what Greg Sankey said right there is right on. And by the way, you better be utilizing everybody that's in a bubble in the NBA. Major League Baseball starting up. How the NFL is doing this. You better be using all that education that you're getting and the sample size of that and what went right, what went wrong to your advantage. I mean, Mm -hmm. and and thankfully, it looks like uh, the commissioners around uh, the conferences in college football are trying to do that. So that's the latest, by the way, on all the different sports uh, happening. And meanwhile, in the NFL, I mean, it's on. I mean, game on. Preseason games aren't on. Uh, rosters are going to be 80-man rosters instead of 90-man rosters. There's been no confirmation by the NFL out of all. It's all reports from the national guys, but also the Players Association, yeah. I think has been pretty vocal uh, about it. But the NFL has pretty much said nothing. They've confirmed nothing uh, at all. They never even confirmed we're going from four to two preseason games. Sure. Are you kind of surprised on behalf of the
1: Players Association, too, that there's not going to be one preseason game? Like, Does that kind of shock you a little bit?
0: It doesn't, uh, based no? on the situation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't... S- Based on what the players were saying, I guess I'm not surprised. You know, and when the and JC Treder came out and said that, I was like, Hey, I get your point. They want the ramp up again, you live through that yeah. stage. They want the ramp up to to benefit them from a health mm-hmm. situation. They do not want to go into week two of the season and be hurt. And True. so the the numbers showed coming out of that lockout when you were playing that the injury rate went up. That's part of it. I know. <laughs> and so I I get it. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think you can argue. I mean, you have recent history to lean on mm-hmm. with the lockout. Yeah, different situation. But you have that history to lean on. That was just 10 years ago, not even. Yeah. And I think just that example, the numbers showcase, I get what the players are saying. And to be honest with you, if I'm owners of my team, and I think my team's pretty good, I want my team healthy. I don't want to risk that either sure. for preseason games that nobody can go to. Mm-hmm. We'll figure the rest out. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I, I they're just going to have to figure it out, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm not surprised by that um, uh, at all, really. Uh, one other thing, and this is what I've been telling our folks a lot because you know, we're in planning stages, and, and I think I've said this the last couple of days, but I'll, I'll reiterate it. Training camp starts next week, but I want to remind you, training camp really doesn't start next week. Yeah, Like, it doesn't. Like, we have to get used to that. We're not going out to the field and watching practice. Now, we will, I think, be allowed out there at some point. Mm-hmm. But they're not out there practicing. It's not going to happen for the first couple weeks. This is going to be COVID-19 testing, uh, swab analysis. Mm-hmm. It's going to be running and uh, some walkthroughs, some meeting stuff, some weightlifting stuff. And I don't think we're going to see like a practice like we know it in training camp until... My projection is like the week of August 10th, sure. whatever that is. Is it the 12th, the 13th, the 11th? I don't know, but that's my projection is that we won't actually see practice as we know it because there's no need to. Now you're ramping up to a September 10th date. You're not ramping up to four preseason games. And so I think they're going to take this time to get the testing correct, get their bubbles, if you will, kind of set, keep everybody healthy or get people healthy and then make sure you do the strength and conditioning that's on task, I think we have to get used to that. That's easier said than done. But in my mind, like, okay, camp's starting next week. Everybody's reporting. Uh Uh-uh. People are reporting camp's not starting. I think Mm -hmm. that's an important – in the building, they might think it's starting, but to the rest of us on the outside, uh, it's really not starting.
1: There's a lot that's going to be behind this season. We've talked about it a little bit. But another, I guess, tentacle of this season that we could see in the future – is let's say week one comes around, and we don't see a lot of penalties. We see great football games. We see great defense. We see offenses on the same page. I guarantee a lot of those questions in that locker room taking place between the players, maybe even some coaches, is like, do we really need the OTAs? Do we really need all these mini camps? Because look at man, we we just went through the ringer here. We only had about five you know five plus weeks to prepare. We've only been in pads for a couple weeks here. And look, at, I mean, like, the results are there. Injuries maybe are down. The performances are great. Do they change how, I guess, we think about OTAs, rookie minicamps, mini camps in general, going forward after the season? Well,
0: Brad? you know me. I've, yeah. I've, I've kind You've of been, been beating that about drum. I, yeah. I think that could come out of this. Mm-hmm. I, I think – now, I don't know if it's going to go on that side. I mm-hmm. think we could easily look back and say, man, we really needed that. True. You know? Yeah. But I think that could be – from a player's perspective, something that gets really looked at. Now, what's interesting about that is the CBA has been of signed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if there's any leniency there mm-hmm. to do anything. I don't know what you got to do to amend. If there's if an opt-out clause or something? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so either. So... Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting point. I've always wondered that. I wonder that in general, even before COVID nineteen, do we yeah. really need all that time? But this is—I mean, this is the, and this, this is, is a great the, test of it. This is the test. This is the ultimate test, right could, here. Could players be as fresh as they've ever been, mm-hmm. as healthy as they've ever been? Uh, You know, outside of the COVID-19, but I'm talking fresh legs. I mean, they haven't really had to do the grind of anything inside a facility since February, you know, and even really prior for most teams. So does that layoff give you better product, better football, better energy, better in December, better in January, all that stuff? Be an interesting study.
1: And also, too, and keep in mind, it doesn't really apply to to the Jacksonville um, fan base or, you know, the, the Jaguars, obviously. But in terms of will teams now host training camps just at their facilities? You know, are, are we going to see um, a stop of teams traveling to universities and to these small towns and like doing like a traditional camp, sleeping in those dorm beds, which I've been so adamant about how much they suck and everything? Are you going to see now just teams set up shop around their facilities?
0: Well, here's the deal on that. I think it already was happening, you know. I mean, I I come from Albany, New York, you know, twelve years ago, and when I left, they were doing camp in, in Albany. The Giants were, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot. I know there are a few teams that still do it. I know Cowboys go out to California. I know it's Napa Valley for yeah. the Raiders, and I think they were going to consider that Kansas City I mean, continue yeah. that. Yeah,
1: Kansas City does their thing. Uh, Chicago does their thing. Yeah. So
0: I don't know if that this will speed that up. I think that's a facility thing. You know, the reason that the Giants are no longer doing it uh, in at Albany, the reason the Patriots are no longer doing it at Bryant College in Smithfield, Rhode Island, is because they built these facilities. They built these stadiums that it's like everything's right here. Why are we picking up and going into a dorm room, you know, mm-hmm. three hours away or an hour away? What what are we doing? Everything we need is right here. Mm-hmm. And so it just became more of a logistical thing that, that was easy and made sense. It was logical. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's – I don't know if the COVID-19 and this situation and everything will will spark it. I just think it, it was more facility-driven.
1: Okay. I mean, obviously, I think it might spark a little bit, though, because now you are left to your own devices. You know, you're at your practice facilities. You, you can't travel to universities. So – there's a difference there, so I wonder if teams do have success, like the Chicago Bears. Obviously, Kansas City Chiefs have already had success, so it's hard to gauge from them. But like all of a sudden, hey, you know what? We're playing pretty well. Let's do training camps at a facility. From I'll now still look
0: on. that up. I wonder how many teams do not do it at their cool. facility. Uh, you know, you just brought up a few examples, so there's plenty of them. I don't know if it's half. I don't know if it's a third. But I get your point. As soon as something works. Especially if a team does yeah. well, you want to do it. Now, if it doesn't work, you want to do whatever you were doing yeah. <laughs> when it was working. So, hey, a couple quick things. Well, let's continue the conversation on defense for the Jags uh, and also position groups that are going to suffer without preseason games the most. One on offense, one on defense, you get to pick. Uh, uh, r- wrap up the defensive talk. Overall, we think this defense on paper looks worse. It looks doesn't look great. Uh, uh, what I was trying to get to uh, when we were talking about this a little earlier is I think it's a very... Average defense, uh, and an average might be a something to hope for mm-hmm. on this defense. It has very little star power. Yes, Josh Allen, if Yannick Ngakwe plays, and who knows, CJ Henderson could be a star. Uh, Miles Jack could be a star, but even Joe Schobert at fifty-six million dollars, it's not really a star. So, it has weaknesses. I think it's a, a they did a good job plugging holes. I think their their attention to detail will be so ramped up based off last year's inadequacies. That I think they'll play pretty well. Again, I don't know if they'll play play making well and be able to make differences in games. I think what you hope is that they can hold the rope and and keep your team in the game Bend for their break off, for the offense to kind of come in and do its job. Yeah. I think the strength of this football team has to be on the offensive side. I think there's too many questions on the defensive side. And and think about what I just said there. How many times since you've been a Jags fan? <laughs> Uh, or in the last dozen years, has the offense been the strength of the football team? Not many. Yeah. And if you have to rely on that to be the case, that hasn't really boded well for the Jacksville Jaguars. So, yeah, that's why there's major well, concern. Mm-hmm. I, I just – I'm telling you, I don't think it will be the eyesore it was at times last year on defense. I just also don't think it has the ceiling of being a top-ten playmaking, difference-making defense uh, in 2020.
1: I agree with you. I think – and I can't believe I'm saying it myself, but I think the offense is the strength this year going into this season. The problem is, is that if you put this Jaguars offense against the high-powered offenses in the NFL, how confident are you that the, you know they can win barn burners? How confident are you that Jacksonville Jaguars can win shootouts? I'm not really sure. That's where the defense comes in with that bend-but-don't-break kind of mentality. I think in terms of, you know, if we're talking high-scoring games, I think the defense can suffice and I think the defense can put their offense in the position to win ball games. What makes me nervous, though, is what I broke down the defensive line. You play in a division, more likely that it's going to be run first. Now, the Houston Texans, I get it. They have wide receivers that are dynamic, and, and David Johnson's getting the passing game as well, but there's a lot of red flags in terms of the Houston Texans offense, and I believe they're going to be a run-first team as well. So you essentially have three teams in your division that are run-first teams. And when we talk about that, we talk about the physicality of the Tennessee Titans. We talk about the great offensive line, of the Indianapolis Colts. It all starts in the trenches. And one of the biggest question marks right now is the middle of that defense. Can they hold their own, not only as defensive tackles, obviously, but also the linebacking core? Can they gel together, mesh well together, and stop the run? That's a big question mark, Brent. And we talk about bend but don't break. If they start giving up these 15-yard runs of pop, well, that's breaking.
0: I actually am excited about their linebacking group. I don't know where it will rank in the history of the franchise. I don't know how great it will be. I think it's going to be really good. I think Miles Jack and I am going to give him one more year for me to be high on Miles Jack and now playing the position we think he should be playing. I think Joe Schobert's going to get the job done quietly, going to be good. There'll be criticism of, uh, well, he's not like uh, uh, Luke Kuechly, and he's he's not uh, Bobby Wagner, and he's not these guys, and you paid him $56 million. I think he's going to be a little bit uh, puzz like on that, or maybe you didn't give him a ton of credit, but he was really good, yeah. and puzz probably better. I'm just saying I, I think he's going to get the job done. I think they could be – they're not going to be as playmaking, probably, because Tovin Smith, Miles Jack, and, and Puzz, even when he played, the playmaking ability of 17, they were really good. But this will be the best way their linebacker group is positioned since 17. And they'll they'll play solid football, and sometimes I think they'll play really good football in the middle. I think that's why I have faith in the defense to at least be pretty average instead of bad. Because I think of their linebackers, I'm high on the linebackers. I like Showbert and Miles Jack. Now, what do they do with the strong side? Uh, You know, they have options, but those two guys to me are the strength of the defense. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and keep in mind, along with the pass rushers. Well, exactly. But let's be honest, Brent. The linebackers they have to be great because right now Joe Showbert, in in terms of you know highest paid inside linebackers. He's up there. I think he's number yeah. six or seven in terms of outside linebackers. Which Miles Jack is playing now. He's up there. He's yeah. six or seven. Top of, ten of the paid linebackers. Exactly. So in terms of you know the equity, in terms of of, of the salary, you know where it's spread out to a lot of that is in that linebacking room. So you, you better produce and, and you better do what you're brought here to do because what we always talk about with that offensive line, we talk about Andrew Norwell. Is Andrew Norwell uh, an all-pro? No, he's not. He, he's, he's had some good moments and everything like that, but people want to see Andrew all Norwell be all-pro because that's what he's getting paid yep. to do. And he was once. yeah.
0: Uh, so he yeah. wanted to live up to it and he hasn't really lived up to that level even though he's probably not as bad as people make him out to exactly. be. Exactly. But you know, when people
1: see that the paycheck and it's like, well, why aren't you playing like this? Well, the so.
0: interesting philosophy is like a lot of people say, why do you have this much invested in linebackers? Because in the NFL these days, do you really need it? Can you go find linebackers? Look what like the Ravens do. Mm-hmm. They kind of just let people walk and go replace them. You know, and they've been able to be successful in that way. So it's a philosophical thing. Here's my final thought on the defense, okay? I think this defense, without Calais Campbell, without Marcel Darius, potentially without Yannick Ngakwe. Mm-hmm. Without Jalen Ramsey, without A. J. Boye, mm. it's going to be better than last year. Now what is that saying though? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. but if I say that to you in that context, without those five no, guys. For sure. You know, and, and who knows with Jan, mm-hmm. but definitely without four of those guys, because they're gone. Yeah. If I say that, you're like, really? Let the, what were the Jacksonville Jaguars finishing team defense last I think last they were, year? like, way down, man. I think, I mean, that's what I mean. That It's not super going out on a limb because I don't think there's really a, a high mountain to climb. Yeah. I think they were, like, 30th or something. Weren't they? Like, 29th? Uh Total team defense, according to ESPN, they were... They're probably not going to be bad because their pass defense isn't going to be terrible. Nobody yeah. passed it against them. They just ran it down their throat.
1: Hey, ESPN, can you number these so I don't have to count them out one by one here? Sorry. Don't worry, we got it six, until nine, six eight, o'clock. Nine, nine, 11, 11. Uh so they were 13th from the bottom, so that would have been,
0: <laughs> I don't know, 19th. 19, 19.
1: 19th. Thank you. <laughs> no, 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 math- Nineteen. That's in total
0: defense. 19th in total defense. I think they'll be better than 19th in total defense. <laughs> I mean, is this gonna be another? I don't. No, I'm
1: not gonna bet this one. Can, can, I, I don't want to bet against. What did yeah.
0: they give up points per game?
1: Points per game, we have. Once again, ESPN make it's it a usually little, a
0: line you can click on. That
1: yeah, uh, twenty four point eight, which was good for I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. Um, kind of in the same spot, like nineteenth overall. I think twenty four point eight to twenty four point eight. I gave up
0: less than twenty four point eight. That's a now that you put it in that context, I'm not sure I like Uh-oh. it as much. <laughs> Welcome back to reality. How are we doing? Their run defense must have been like thirtieth. Seriously. Uh,
1: yards per game, run defense. Let's click on that, Brent. Uh,
0: 28th. Yeah. Yeah. They're better than that. 139 I yards a game. I guarantee you they're better than that. House on it, they're better than 28th in rushing defense. Wow. I mean, you're, you're so brave. Really going out on a limb here. But
1: they gave it back-to-back-to-back to back to back Tommy Namsky 200-yard games on the ground.
0: Yeah, listen, but of man. course. Well, listen, man. No sometimes, one does this that. This way you go to Vegas, sometimes you lose some hands. No sometimes one does you get blackjack that, though. And it's automatic. I didn't even have to make a decision. I I'm, mean, I'm just saying... I
1: hope you would say that a rush defense is going to be or the run defense is going to be better just because, yeah, it, it was atrocious last year.
0: I'm going to stay away from points per game because that can be a tricky one. Okay. Um, I'm going to say overall defense, the one you gave me before. That's the combination of like yardage with running and passing. Yeah, they were Yards 19th, per game. and I'm going to say they're going to be better than 19th. That's okay. a, that's a little bit of a bet, right? You're, you looked at me funny when I said that. Yeah. So I I'm going to say they're going to be better than 19th, but I'm going to tell you this too. Their their ceiling is like 12th. Their ceiling is not like 6th. So then
1: meet me halfway. Let's say they're going to be 16 or better for you. And I'm going to say they're going to be worse than 16. Okay, that's but, fair. I mean, listen, will do like, that. And I don't like going against the Jaguars all the time. Like This isn't fun for me. Yeah, but, I know. But, in but term, you're Debbie
0: Downer. You yeah. wear black all the
1: time. <laughs> well, because I sweat nonstop. Have you seen me? Um. All right, man. Let's put it on the board then. We've got another bet on the board. going on. Jaguars total
0: defense. Total defense, 16th or better. 16th or better in the NFL this year. All right. My I'm, gosh, Jay! Will I'm putting you make me look good once? I'm putting it down will right now. Will you do something nice for but me? I'll tell you right now, Can't man. Minshew, please be the MVP.
1: This, this could be a very expensive year for you, the way it's panning out. I'm just saying.
0: A lot of charity dollars going away <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm confident. I like him. All right. All right. Uh, when we come back, we will do the position group. Which one uh, is in tough shape because of no preseason games? We'll catch you up on everything else uh, going on in the day of sports. And we are one day closer to the Major League Baseball season ramping up. Tomorrow, speaking of bets, we get all our bets in. Call FanDuel. Yep. Call DraftKings. Tell them to sponsor the damn show. Lead off hitter, of the, hitter of the year. What can we come up with that is the newest award of Major League Baseball? <laughs> we'll try tomorrow. <laughs> Best player in the history of a 60 game season. <laughs> We'll continue a little football talk, ESPN 690, when we come back. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30. Action Sports Jack. Austin Lane. He's a former jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. I've been this excited since 2017, and Austin's trying to tell me everybody does this. Hey. Everyone's
1: done
0: it. I mean, tell the story real quick. So I was looking on Twitter because that's kind of what I do. Yeah. And the Jags just tweeted something out. Now oh, I can't find it. And uh, are you trying to find it?
1: Oh no! no. You're already on. Oh, they said it was eight Can minutes. You it just happened.
0: Complete the catch. Yep. So <laughs> eight minutes ago, it's basically DJ Chark, thankfully over the Titans, catching a pass, <laughs> and they leave the football blank. Yeah. They leave like a silhouette of it. Correct. And they have the football flying through, and so you've got to stop the football in DJ's hands to match the silhouette. Yeah, and you've probably seen these things, but I tried a couple of these things before, and I it's tried hard. one recently for the shrimp because mm-hmm. they did uh, Stone Garrett's catch. Yep, it, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I could not do it. I was like, this thing does not work. It's yep. fixed. Yep. Well, I was in the commercial break, and I did it, and Scott. I, I like, heard what you going, going off, on man. in there. Yeah. He had no idea, but he, I was so excited. He went hypersonic. Well, then, as I come back from the, the bathroom. The pitch of my voice went
1: <laughs> up a few notches. We gotta see, hopefully, it's on video. We can go back and watch oh, yeah, it. If you watch around yes.
0: 5.32, probably, yeah. uh, two and a half hours in, Yeah, I'm going to go back and capture screen so, capture it. So,
1: here's the thing. I come back in, and you, you tell me what happened, and I was impressed. I was you like, were? damn. Because, I mean, I, I tried it one time. It was the shrimp one. Like, you did. I'm like, there's no way I can ever get this. So, like, I'm impressed, but... Now, and there is a but to this whole story. Yeah,
0: I I don't believe
1: it. So I went to Jaguar's Twitter, and keep in mind, this came out now 10 minutes ago. They released this photo of this challenge, and I'm going through the comments right now, and obviously you're on Twitter, you're excited, I'm happy for you. Brent, and I'm not even exaggerating, in the last 10 minutes, I would say probably
0: 75 people have done it. So how special is it really? Has anybody done it in a commercial break host in a radio show? Not no. that we know of. That would be you. Yeah. That would be you, ben. I doubt the competition could have done it. That's <laughs> what I'm getting at. I know them, and I doubt yeah. they could do it. Okay. Well, th- there's a
1: feather. I can't tell it to our advertising department. We got one up on somebody. All uh, right. Got, let's get it. That's right. Yeah, hey, we there's can There's a reason them. to sign on with ESPN yeah, let's 690. It. Let's
0: get it. The reflexes over there suck. <laughs> Nobody social medias during the break like we do. Yeah, you better believe it. Well, that it. is true anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a given. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I seriously, I've tried these things, and I do awful. Like, haven't been able to. I, I was so fired up. I'm not lying. Like yeah. It was genuine. And Sorry, Scott. It was scary. It? I couldn't. I didn't even know how to describe it to Scott, what Poor I was doing. Poor
1: Scott, man. He's not used to this kind of passion. I wish you could have been here for it.
0: I wish I could have saw it, man. I wish I'm, the audio was on. I know. During the break. I'll have to go back to the video. Maybe we should live stream the it. audio in a break.
1: Well, that's where those, you know, I uh, talked about a little bit to our fan base. That's where the Cam Soda
0: accounts come in, Brent. This is where we go between the break, the footage that's too hot to air on normal streaming services. Hey, a couple of things. Uh, the the Toronto Blue Jays need a home. Hello, Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. Jay's situation remains in a state of flux, according to Buster Olney uh, and in various reports. Uh, that was actually a few hours ago. But the, basically, Pennsylvania is saying... Listen, we can't do it. We'd love to have you, but we can't do it. So now the the next thing is Baltimore, yeah, which made some. I actually think it made more sense than Pittsburgh when we were talking about it yesterday because they play in the same division. So we'll True. see where the Blue Jays go, but they're looking for a home. They could be road warriors all season. Regardless, I guess they will be. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I wonder. If poor Blue I wonder Jay. if they have to like have different. You got to keep them in one spot. It wouldn't make sense to put them in Buffalo here, or put them in Baltimore for a month, whatever. I think you got to keep them in the same spot because that's the safest way to do it right now.
1: Yeah, it's just once again though, Brett, help me understand this. And I get like in terms of dates, it's a little different, but how can you justify hosting the entire Stanley Cup playoffs in Toronto, but then you kick out your hometown team in baseball? It makes no. It's essentially the same thing of like if you are like an eighteen-year-old kid. Mom kicks you out of the house saying we have to remodel the house. You got to go someplace else. Okay, fine. But then you drive past and there's a
0: giant party going on and you're not invited to it. Well, yeah. how is that fair? This is a little bit like, you know, Kaylee and her phone and Ty and her phone. And hey, so we put limitations. I mean, his phone. Did I say her? Yep. Uh, his phone. Sorry, yeah, I got uh, hey, Ty. I got you, Ty. <laughs> I got you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so, like, we, we put limitations on the phone sometimes. How much sure. you can tax, social media, all that stuff. Uh, and Kayla would be like, "Well, Ty's still on the phone." I'm like, "Well, well, maybe Ty's not on house party." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's not what I want you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So it does feel a little bit like that. It does. You know, with yeah. with hockey versus baseball there in Toronto. Yeah. Now, listen, I wish you would put that as a show topic. I would have done a little more research on it. Sorry. I don't know the exact reasoning behind the hockey. I know you gave that to us yesterday. Mm-hmm. I would say it's the calendar. They still have time to change their mind. On the hockey part of it, based mm-hmm. on when it when it would happen, that's my guess. But I haven't uh, given it a deep dive on that. I can't. <laughs> I, it doesn't make much sense to me. Ah. I'd be like, "Well, you're baseball, so we don't want you. You're hockey. Well, we love you."
1: Yeah, I mean, that, and, and I get it. It's Canada once again. We're not stereotyping here, but obviously, hockey is big in Canada, and supposedly, I guess, drinking the bat blue is too, as well as as our, one of our guests said today. On the show, listen. I don't know what the deal is, um, but I mean, the, the, they're in right now. This was J- July 10th, so a couple weeks ago, they're saying how the NHL has finalized hubs in Edmonton, Toronto, um, two places in Canada
0: for for the Stanley Cup final. So it's it's crazy. Well, I don't know. Would the finals win the day? Uh, okay, uh, Rob Lewis is jumping in on here. He's read it and he said it's because there's no travel in and out of the country. Bingo! How is isn't it going to be? You don't travel have to pass through? customs.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's NHL teams that are out of the country that are in the U.S. that are going to be traveling, aren't they? Or are they going to stay in Canada the whole time? Say
0: uh, what you said, Montreal and Toronto.
1: Read it to me again. It's going to be NHL hubs: Edmonton, Toronto, chosen. To to host Stanley Cup final.
0: Well, because that would be the hub of where everything is, kinda like Orlando is for NBA. Okay,
1: so but what I'm saying is so then obviously all the teams have to travel there and get yeah, quarantine. Okay. There. Gotcha. Okay. Stay there. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Glad we figured that out. Rob, thank you very Thanks, much.
1: Thanks, Rob, hockey fan. Sorry man, I stopped caring about the NHL after the, the, the draft lottery. I've talked about So the the basically what bit.
0: they're saying is if baseball you want to all come up here and play, yeah, you can do it. Yep. <laughs> what if you're gonna travel back let's, and forth? Let's just make Canada the hotbed of the baseball regular make, season. Make Canada the new at Orlando. Yeah. I mean, right? Let's do it, man. Yeah. Uh, I gotcha. Okay. So that's that, kinda of, that makes sense. We got that settled. Yeah. Looked like we just had to read a little closer. I know, right? Hey. <laughs> actually do our jobs a little bit, you know, yeah. sometimes. Um, hey, show topic. <laughs> show topic. Hear it. <laughs> Two o'clock. Well, and, you're, and, you're, and you're giving me crap for not, like, putting in the
1: rundown. I don't know, man. We should sort have of used common sense, I guess, and said, oh, yeah, you probably got to leave the country. Yeah, when you
0: said hub, okay, that makes some sense. Yeah, This, yeah. Is, this
1: is what happens when your rundown for the day says 530,
0: question mark. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what comes up. Yeah. Oh. Toronto Montreal Hub. Exactly. What the heck is that? Yeah. Uh, that's why I was just so excited that 5.30 came and, and I got the Jags, uh, DJ Chark making a catch. <laughs> Priorities, man. Priorities. <laughs> uh, I do have a couple things to get to, actually, though, and I would not want to leave it on the table like I normally do. Uh, oh, we have Steven on the phone. I think, uh, let's jump into that. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. What's up, man? What you got today? Too much. I would just wanted, to... Put my opinion on uh, the question you asked, uh, which would suffer on the defense and offense. That's good. That's what we're getting to right now.
1: Oh, yeah. I think the offensive line would
0: suffer because, of course, that was our weakness last year. And for our defense, uh, honestly, it would either be the defensive line or the cornerbacks because we've seen the videos of big league shoe throwing balls with all the receivers. So he's getting practice. <laughs> All right, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. Uh, well, th- he put two options down as a defense. I mean, hey, Stephen, you can't be a fence sitter. All right, oh, uh, I mean, you know how Brett Martin
1: feels about fence sitting. It's one of his biggest. Can't do it. You get one. It was yep. a one choice <laughs> question. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Brett. I mean, we might have to suspend him. Hey, for w- a day. we're not mad. We're
0: just a little disappointed. <laughs> Yep. Uh, well, what do you got? What, I was just going to say, what do you got? <laughs> All right, See, man. I don't have offensive line. I think a lot of people would go offensive line. Yeah. And, and I get the logic in that. Mm-hmm. But offensive line in general is already one you really don't know what's going to happen until you get to the season anyhow because practices only show so much with the offensive line. And usually we're talking – what, maybe eight to ten series of entire preseasons for an offensive line. They rest people if they're a little banged up. Offensive linemen get a little banged up. Yeah, Really, the idea of an offensive line is get to that season, get healthy. What I like about this offensive line, that people probably don't give it credit for, it, is that when you talk about chemistry and playing together, which is the big question mark around this, this group, because individually they look pretty decent or good, but they haven't played cohesively together well or well enough, I think the fact that they've played together, is a nice bonus for this football team mm-hmm. and that offensive line. And that's why I'm not as concerned about that. I don't think the preseason games would have made a huge difference for the offensive line. And and you got to put this in context. We're not saying the preseason wouldn't have helped. It would probably help all the stuff. Helps everybody, yeah. But we're trying to say who will suffer the most. I just don't think offensive line is on that list. See,
1: to me, the easy answer would be offensive line. But to prove your point, you actually took the words right from my mouth. In terms of series, like what, you play one or two series, and maybe that's against the, the, the backup t- you know backup guys on defense. So to me, I mean, your gelling is going to come a lot more during training camp. It's going to come a lot more during practice, actually, than the preseason games, the way it was set up this year, if you're going to have one or two or whatever. Now none, obviously. To me, the answer is actually pretty obvious, at least in my opinion. I'm going tight end. Because right now, to me, besides offensive line, I get that, but the biggest question mark on this team and probably the most important part of this team is the tight end position, okay? We know that Tyler Reifert is going to be the starting tight end. We have a pretty good idea of that. Does he still have it in the tank? You know, can he go down the middle? Can he be that red zone threat? Who's the backup? Are we going to go O'Shaughnessy? Or is Josh Oliver, the guy that was coveted, obviously, in that third um, round pick, you know, who, who's been kind of talked about this athletic freak in terms of, once again, a red zone threat, improving in the running game, Can he take over as the backup guy? And they actually take over to get some playing time. So to me, I have to see what these tight ends look like in terms of, number one, talent, but in terms of obviously in this Gruden offense, which he loves to use the tight end so much.
0: Here's where I'm going to go with this. This might surprise you. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm going to say wide receiver. Interesting. And the reason I say wide receiver is because of the rotation. Of them, kind of like what you said about tight ends, but I think they kind of can tell and know, and you can play two to three guys. And I mean, who knows if you get to the fourth tight end, you're probably in trouble anyway, mm-hmm. but I don't know if Keenan McCardell and Jay Gruden know kind of their receiver rotation. Sure. DJ Chark. Yeah. Okay. But then what is it? Didi? Is it Conley? Is it LaVisca Chenault? How are you going to incorporate LaVisca Chenault? Mm-hmm. These are games in the preseason that you can mess around with that a little bit. You can, you're can mm-hmm. you not going to show too much, but you can show a wrinkle a little bit. And you can see what this guy can do in a game. Because I think he's such an important part of the rotation and what they could be. Mm-hmm. That I would like to see him with the lights on before the lights really go on. Yeah. And so I think actually on offense, that wide receiver group in terms of rotation and how you utilize uh, LaVisca Chenault is is going to suffer a little bit. And I wonder if because of that, the first few weeks of the season, they have to be a little more vanilla, hopefully not totally vanilla, but a little bit more vanilla, a little bit more peeled back in the playbook than they would hope to be, where they could instead come out in that first month and, and shock people and say, look what we got. We're yeah. not these same old Jags. Look how we're using the second-round pick. Look how we're using our rotation of guys. We're mixing them in. They all have such... I shouldn't say such a different skill set, but they have some variety there now, Mm -hmm. which they haven't had in the past uh, all the time. So I do think it's wide receiver spot that could uh, and will suffer. From a more rotational, experimental standpoint for Jay Gruden and McCardell. Not so much for the players. I think the players will figure it out. I'm talking from a play-calling standpoint. From a depth perspective. And you're absolutely right. Because to me, right now, we have, uh, outside of Colin Johnson, obviously,
1: LaVisca Chanel, it's kind of unique. But you have a lot of guys that are kind of the same size and have the uh, have the same skill set. Now, DJ Chark is the one receiver going forward. We know that. But in terms of, like, a D.D. Westbrook, what he's shown us so far, you know, the past couple of years, a Chris Conley... Um, Kind of the same size type of guy, so yeah. In terms of rotation, it is curious to see what, what they're
0: going to well, bring. Well, add one more to the fold because I think he's kind of interesting in the red zone. Is Colin Johnson? Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, do you get him involved? He's yeah. fifth round pick. My expectations aren't super high, but he's a different body. Can't teach height, Brent. No, no I say about that all the time. And, and, and he might be. That could be a pick that really shows some value. Yeah, uh, I don't know about right away, but at some point this season and some point down the road. Okay, defensively, uh, who do you? What position group suffers yeah. the most? Uh, based off no preseason game.
1: Listen, to me, the biggest detriment to the Jaguars this... Training camp is the fact that they cannot go against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for those couple days before that game, huh. right? Yeah, because it, we, because we talk about Tampa Bay coming in with that high-powered offense, you have three legit tight ends, you have obviously great wide receivers, and I'm going towards the secondary. And if I try to be more specific, I'm going towards the cornerback position. Okay, because we have a guy with C.J. Henderson who was taken in that first round, who's going to be the guy now. Okay, he's he was brought in to replace Jalen Ramsey, and I think one of the h- hardest positions to transition from. College to the pros is the wide receiver, um, is the cornerback position because you go against wide receivers every single week that are legit, that can run their routes, that are crafty, that are savvy, and they're all shapes and sizes. So I would have liked to see at least one preseason game where you have the pads on. You're in that, you know, that that scenario where it's like, all right, this is a real game now. Or it feels like a real game going against, you know, a wide receiver who isn't on my team. I would have loved to see that, obviously, for Trey Herndon, but especially for C.J. Henderson. I think that
0: makes a lot of sense too, because you can go up against C.J. Char, Chris Conley, and all those guys in practice. But are you getting that game uh, game on now, yeah. man? You know, I don't. He'll miss that again. There's another level to the regular season anyway that mm-hmm. you might. But there's two. Two levels up from practice. Correct. So or maybe three or maybe even more. Uh, so I, I, I that's a good call. But to be a little bit different here, I'm I mean, actually my view on this is, is interesting because I think one of the strengths of the defense is the linebackers. I think you can argue For pass sure. rusher depending on if Yannick plays or not. Mm-hmm. But I think the strength of this defense could be their linebackers. I also think that's the group that could use the uh, reps because the problem they could use confidence, number one, Mm -hmm. this football team on defense, because they couldn't even line up last year at times. So just the idea of lining up. But they also have at least kind of hinted that they are going to be a bit more complex on defense. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be simplistic like they've been for the last few years. Well, with that comes assignments, comes changes, comes checks, comes Joe Schobert having to get people lined up. And in game situations – I know you can do it in practice, but in game situations yeah. when someone's showing you a little something different or those practices like with the Bucks, yeah. I think that could come in handy. So it will be an easier acclimation process. Again, I, I don't think this makes them bad because of it. Mm-hmm. I just think it. You know, if you see some of these warts show up in week one and week two and get fixed by week three and four, don't be surprised. Yeah. You know, from a rotational period uh, situation on offense with the receivers to even lining up and, and seeing some of the new wrinkles they want to display uh on defense because of Schobert, because of Jack and and because of this four three three four hybrid kind of thing. So I, I think the linebackers could have used that time. To line people up, and I, by the way, I do think confidence on that defensive side. Yeah. I think they were shook last year. I'm like, what's going, when you give up five games, two hundred yards rushing? Mm. That's not normal. Mm-hmm. So, and again, now there's not all the same people, but I think they need uh, some things to go right early for them on the defensive side of the football to kind of gain confidence.
1: It's a great call because it's probably the safest position they have right now on defense, but also you have Miles Jack, you know, playing a new position. I mean, a position he's played before, but he's not playing middle linebacker this year. So he's in a new spot. And you have a new guy in Schulbert coming in with new teammates, hasn't had a chance to meet everybody. So yeah, I mean, that's not a bad call whatsoever.
0: Let's end the show with this. NFL confirmed today uh, masks are mandatory uh, if fans are allowed in their games. Yeah, Uh, To me, that really wasn't a surprise. Everything I've seen from the teams have uh, it's not a huge story because everything I've seen from the Jags, from other teams that said, hey, if fans are allowed, you're going to have to wear masks. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, it's, it's, it was kind of expected, right?
1: To me, I expected it. Absolutely. And, and, you know, there's going to be – listen, there's going to be people that go against it. Oh, the heat in Jacksonville. You're going to have game number one wearing a mask out there in that heat. I don't know, man. You know, like to me, if you can't wear a mask and sit down in in, in, in some bleachers or some seats – Maybe football's not for you. I don't well, know or tell not you.
0: That, or just, But I think that'll be part of the questionnaire. Like when you're asked to do the season ticket thing, yeah. when they relaunch this thing in, in August at some time, that's got to be question one. Well, question two, are you interested As one. Yeah. And or two, are you willing to fi- follow the guidelines of being in the stadium yeah. that the NFL has set, but also we have set? That is hand sanitizers around, uh, cashless, I think, uh, payment for concessions is going to be mostly the case. And then wearing the masks. I mm-hmm. mean, if you say no to that or if you're uncomfortable with that, then don't say yes to the season ticket opportunity. Correct. Simple I mean, I that. think they're putting it out there up front. So yeah. this should be, well, while you might not like it, uh, it, it's still, you have the option. It's in, your, it's in your hands. And I would, again, I would think that's top three questions on their questionnaire when they go reach out to people and see if they want to uh, uh, be a season ticket holder for 2020, if they're fortunate enough to be one of those uh, 17,000 or so that get selected there you go uh major league baseball gets going tomorrow tomorrow we will whew, we will make some more wagers how many yeah. wagers do we have going right now
1: oh you want to know the wages real quick should, yeah. we, should we recap the wages i think so wager recap real quick here all right uh who's gonna have a better season baker mayfield or ben roethlisberger i got baker you got ben jaguars will have more wins than the patriots <laughs> I say no. Brad says hater. yes. Yep. Tom Brady going to a Super Bowl in his career again. I say yes. You say no. Oh, I got that one hands down. Better offense. The Cardinals or the Falcons this year? That's an interesting
0: I got Falcons. You have Cardinals. Correct. Tyler Murray lover. Better cornerback. Fulton or Diggs? That's a you good one. You remember that one? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, a
1: good yeah. one. Come, Come on, Diggs. D- does Jalen Ramsey show up in an elaborate way for training camp? You say no. I say yes. Wow. Uh-huh. Better year overall. I got Noah Fant. You got Tyler Eifert. Okay, Kansas City, AFC. guy's been fishing and everything. He's off to a good start. (laughs) Kansas City AFC Championship this year. I say yes, you say no. Jaguars defense, 16th or better in uh, total team defense. I say no, you say yes. Yeah,
0: I love it, man. We got some good ones there. And I kind of like what I said. I got receipts. I'm just saying. I got receipts. receipts. Uh, We'll talk a little big league ball. We'll talk some more football. We'll give you the latest coming up tomorrow on ESPN 690. I'll see you on TV tonight, CBS 47 and Fox 30 with the latest. Thanks for hanging out with us here, everybody.